welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello and welcome to Nerd Party News, the show on the Nerd Party where we talk about the news. I'm Mike. I'm Lance. And it is June 13th, 2021 at 1.14 p.m. Central Time. And yeah, a couple of new shows premiered this week. Mm-hmm. Did, did you watch any of them? I sure did. One, one in particular that's incredibly important to this show. Yeah. Um, that you guys have come to enjoy weekly updates on, and that would be The Bachelorette. We're back, Ooh. baby. Yeah, with, uh, what's her name, Katie? Katie. From, uh, from the, the last season? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, my girl is is The Bachelorette, and, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting season, uh, because I think, par- like, part of the reason why Katie got so popular, not in addition to her being, you know, kind of standing up to like the mean girl stuff that was going on, but she also seems like she has, uh, she's more of like a down to earth person <laughs> than some of the other bachelorettes that, that have probably been on the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, she has, she definitely has much more personality, uh, than, uh, than some of the others. I'm, I'm just guessing just, you know, just based on like, you know, um, uh, like what I've seen and like, you know, on social and stuff like that from, from past winners and, and past, you know, contestants. I'm like, yeah, she definitely has more of a personality. She's definitely more of a, of a real person all around, I think. Um, and I like that she's, you know, kind of unpolished. I like that she curses. Um, like when she talks is just part of her vocabulary. Um, uh, I appreciate that. Um, uh, and so she just seems, she just seems cool. Um, so this season's going to be interesting. Um, however, I think, you know, I, I watched, you know, Tasha's season prior to, you know, Matt's season as The Bachelor. And I, th- I think an interesting dynamic that's happening here is that I don't like most of the dudes that are contestants for The Bachelorette. Like, yeah. w- like when it was when it was Matt's season, like, you know. You know, there was like after that first night, like you're getting to know, like, you know, the contestants and stuff. I'm like, okay, some of these girls are kind of okay. And then, you know, you pick your favorites and whatnot. But then, like, just seeing these dudes, and this happened with Tasha's season also, I'm just like, all these dudes suck. And I'm just like, <laughs> these guys, like, just these just loser dudes, it seems. And it's just like, I, I, I wouldn't hang out with any of them. And I, I, and this could be just the bias of me being like a dude, because, like, granted, there is some, uh, um, living vicariously things that happen with these types of things, right? And mm-hmm. I wonder if it's the same for like women when they watch The Bachelor. Like, do they have similar feelings? Like, do they see these girls? It's like, oh, well, she's she sucks. Like, like I do yeah. seeing some of these dudes. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, but it's just an interesting dynamic that's probably gonna last for the show. I'm just like, well, nah, Katie could do better than that guy. She could do better <laughs> than that guy. And I'm not even like putting myself in the category. I'm just like looking at it, just like, yeah, like that dude sucks like you can do better yeah yeah all right well you'll have to keep us uh posted on on uh how events unfold i will i will uh chris harrison is no longer the host um uh-huh. and so th- what they're doing is they have two former bachelorette contestants are hosting Tasha and caitlin bristow and i don't like them hosting 
either. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the, I think the choice should have been if they were going to do that, go that route. It should have been Rachel Lindsay uh, to do it. But who's who knows? We'll see how they go. But I'm not watching the show for for those two hosts. Yeah. So um, they could easily be ignored. Okay, that's good. Yeah. All right. So uh, there was another TV show which debuted this week, and that is Loki. Mm-hmm. The new MCU show on Disney Plus. Yep. Did you watch Loki? I did. Did you? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I, I thought it was really good. You know, I, I mean, too. it's kind of cool. You know, time travel stuff and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Thought it was funny. I think it'll be interesting to see how it ties into uh, the larger story of the MCU and everything and yeah i think they did a good job of of finding a way to fit loki into something after he was already dead mm-hmm. so, no i agree yeah. i agree and they're posing some interesting questions like you know as far as you know like not only like character questions but like universe in universe questions as well uh cuz this first episode was very heavy on the ex- exposition but they did it in a very clever way you know, with like not only the, you know, spoilers, but the, you know, the little uh, Jurassic Park style video that yeah. they had in the middle there. And then also like just the, you know, the interrogation slash interview that was going on. So like, I think that stuff was interesting, but also just like the world building. We talked about um, when talking about just the MCU as a whole, like, you know, like, well, what are we what's going to be a bigger threat than, than Thanos, right? Like moving forward, especially in this next phase. And, you know, they're bringing in the Eternals who have like stood by and done nothing for years. And then he had like what seemed to be the biggest, you know, cataclysmic type of event in the universe's history with Thanos and the snap and everything. And they didn't do anything. And yet now they're showing up and it's like, well, what are they possibly going to contribute now and what could be a bigger threat than that that would force them to come out and then some of the implications in this first episode it's like oh okay well maybe maybe this is it that maybe this is how you do it and this also kind of raises more questions about you know who who's going to be the eventual big bad like who's going to be the next thanos right um you know, we already have confirmation that Kang the Conqueror is going to be part of Marvel Phase Four in some capacity. Uh, but you know, the Time Variance Authority—I'm calling it now—they're they're bad guys. They're not good guys. Uh, okay. I think that's also obvious uh, in a lot of ways. So uh, who knows? We'll see. But I, I it, you know, it's it's funny with these with these new Marvel shows. Like since WandaVision, each week like the discourse that happens immediately following, like everybody's, you know, there's, you know, fill in the blank number of podcasters doing an episode about it. Like, you know, instant reaction, going deep dive into it. There's uh, Twitter threads, there's Twitter conversations, there's YouTube videos, like discussing the episodes and theories and all this other stuff. And it's like, well, we, and this is something from TV that we don't really get anymore. Right. Um, And like, we did it like in the early seasons. I remember like, of arrow and flash. Right. But not so much anymore. Um, you know, the, you know, Krypton site boards had stuff like this back when small, in Smallville's heyday, but not to the level of this, I don't think. And it's, it's, it's kind of exciting to kind of be a part of some of these conversations and just, you know, or be a fly on the wall. in some of them, it's just interesting that like it, these are as captivating as they are. Um, and it makes me, you know, again, lament, uh, DC and Warner Brothers is like, man, it'd be cool if this was happening with like, you know, some of their stuff outside of 
the other discourse, the normal discourse that's going on with them. Like, for example, like think about like when like Justice League and Justice League Unlimited were on TV. Right. And like take like their best season of that of that show, like uh, Unlimited season one. Um, if they if those were coming out every week on, you know, HBO Max and like as they are, like the conversations on that would be amazing, especially like after, you know, some of the things that go down in, in those episodes. Right. Like after yeah. Clash or I saw a funny meme about about clash the other day or you know the epilogue episode or you know the or all the cadmus stuff like that'd be really cool um but we're not really getting that with dc as as we are with marvel but it is fun to be a part of these conversations yeah yeah that's definitely true it'll be interesting to see how i mean since it looks like i don't know black widow could be a part of this in some way or another yeah how how that'll play into the fact that like the movie is going to come out while this show is still on the air, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they have it all worked out perfectly fine, and it'll be all good. But we shall it, see. It is, it is strange, yeah. All right. So there were a few trailers this week um, for some stuff that we've been looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Masters of the Universe Revelation, which we just talked about a couple of weeks ago when we they showed those first images. Kevin Smith's. Uh, I don't know, sequel series to He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, They dropped the first trailer. Uh, What did you think? I'm a big believer in, in the perfect song choice at the right, at the right time can make or break anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, which is why one of the, like I liked, you know, the first season of Glee as much as I did, because it's like perfect song choice, perfect situation. Uh, You have Spider-Man two with the raindrops keep falling on my my head scene. I think it's Mm -hmm. perfect. Right. This trailer is exemplifies that because it's the perfect song choice for the perfect montage of, of clips. And it's just like, this is amazing. I loved every second of that trailer. It looks so cool. I'm going to, I'm totally going to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. You know, I've been watching uh, a bunch of He-Man and, and She-Ra over the past uh, couple of weeks mm-hmm. to try to prepare myself for this. I still have a long way to go, you yeah. know, but um, I'll be ready for when this comes out. And, and this trailer really did get me excited because, Oh yeah. It is sort of like that, but for, in a sense, adults. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like kind of like modern update on that. So, uh, you know, anything Kevin Smith does, I'm excited about. Yeah, and it's, yeah, no, it's kind of like I, I mentioned, like when we talked about this on the pod, like it's like he's going to make the show that we thought we were watching as kids. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you don't need to go too overboard. You don't need to go, you know, dark and gritty or anything else like that. It's just like, just make it, make it what our imaginations thought it was. And I think when, if you capture that magic, you've got, you got gold. Yeah. He's made a pretty big point of saying that this is, you know, suitable for all audiences. He says it's about the equivalent of like an MCU movie or mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So. That's cool. You know, yeah. They're not going super adult with it. All right. Well, a um, couple of other trailers for things which are going to be on streaming services. Uh, no Sudden Move, mm-hmm. the new movie by Steven Soderbergh. Uh, got a full trailer this week. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on HBO Max. Uh, did you watch this trailer? I did, but I think the more important question is how hype are you? Like, what is like on a scale of 1 to 10, how close to 20 are you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as far as like Soderbergh stuff is concerned, like I'm always excited no matter what it is. But, you know, this seems to be like a return to his like out of sight mm-hmm. sort of. That's era exactly what I thought. Everything. 
The first thing I thought and, was out of sight. Yeah, out of sight, Ocean's Eleven, like that sort of thing, the limey. So I'm definitely excited about that. Um, you know, the cast that they put together seems pretty great. I think it was written by Ed Solomon, who did, uh, you know, Bill and Ted and Men in Black and Charlie's Angels and all that stuff, as well as the Soderbergh show or whatever you want to call it app mosaic mm-hmm. which was amazing um so yeah i'm definitely looking forward to this i i, I don't know like the most hyped i've been for a soderbergh movie <laughs> since i don't know i mean <laughs> you know is he i mean he's always putting out good stuff but it's been a while since it's been super great so maybe this will be that i don't know cool yeah all right and then one more trailer this week for the new Lin Manuel Miranda movie, mm-hmm. Tick Tick Boom, with Andrew Garfield. Yeah, did you see the trailer for this? I did, and so like, so Jonathan Larson is is involved in in the production of this, correct? I guess so, right? And I so, mean, and so like, is Andrew Garfield playing Jonathan Larson? I don't know. Um, I mean, it's it seems like it's. it's Kind of autobiographical. Yeah. And if not, it's like, you know, loosely based on like, you know, his story. Like it's, it's, it's very interesting. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, cause like I see, I see Jonathan, like, cause like the first thing I see with this is like, you know, you know, Lynn is, is involved in it. And then, you know, Jonathan Larson. And then the music sounds like something Jonathan would write. And it sounds like it's something from Rent. It's like, oh, is this like his story of how he kind of came to be and, and everything and his inspiration for, for Rent? I don't know. But it looks good. Yeah, I mean, the character's name is John. Okay. You know, so, but it seems like it is like a fictionalized story. So, okay. It's based on a book that he wrote, I guess. Interesting. So, okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it sounds cool. Okay. Speaking of uh, Lin Manuel Vanessa Miranda. Hudgens. Yeah. yeah. Did you see, uh, did you see In the Heights? I have not seen it yet. Okay. I haven't had a chance. I'm planning on going um, at some point this week, but I have not seen it. Did you watch it? I did. It's great. Yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah. That's All right. Great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I mean, it's kind of surprising. Like, the the box office was not good. Um, it was not. Um, but at the same time, like, when you think about, like, a lot of the people that go see musicals, um, I think there are people who have, aren't really going to go out to go to a theater yet or aren't ready to go to a theater yet. Um, be. Could be, but, and also musicals kind of, you know, they have a longer shelf life in some cases, they kind of last a little longer. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but it was surprising to see that that was, that, that those numbers were their numbers this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. They're disappointing, but what can you do? And I did see a, a couple of things this weekend. I saw um, the Hitman's wife's bodyguard, uh-huh. Uh huh. That's pretty good. Um, okay. A lot better than the reviews are saying. You know, I, cool. I would say it's about on par with the first one. You know, maybe a little bit better. And um, I saw uh, Infinite, the Antoine oh, okay. Fuqua movie. Yeah. How was that? It, it's pretty good. I mean, that's getting terrible reviews. You know. Interesting. Um, but but I thought it was was decent. I mean, the the opening sequence is really cool. There's like a car chase. After that, it kind of drops off, but. You know, like I remember them describing it as like they're like this. This could be the next Matrix, and I thought they meant like, oh, it's going to be revolutionary and you know something we've never seen before and a game changer and everything. 
But after watching it, I'm like, no, it's literally just like beat for beat, exactly the same as the Matrix. <laughs> so, you know, that's whatever. But um, it's an interesting premise, and, and it, it works relatively well. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, another movie which is uh, starting to build its hype machine is Jurassic World Dominion. Mm-hmm. They released a new poster with uh, the the mosquito <laughs> biting the dinosaur, you know, yeah. showing how it all began. It's kind of an interesting idea. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's needed, but I mean, it's like one of those things that you think about, like, one day there was a mosquito who bit a dinosaur, you know? Yeah. And, and to kind of like use that as a way of like having, I mean, I guess there's going to be an extended preview on F9 and IMAX or something like that, uh, where you're going to get to see like they're going to go back to, you know, the Jurassic era or whatever it is and and see these dinosaurs doing their things like dinosaurs did back in the day, you know? Okay. And then get bit by a mosquito. Yeah. Like the only thing that scares me is, is like, I saw that poster. It's just like, so is this going to be mean that we're going to like take the POV of the mosquito for this movie? Like it's the untold story of the mosquito that started it all. Like, is that what we're going to do? I have a feeling it's going to be like one sequence where like a bunch of dinosaurs are like fighting and then the mosquito comes in and bites one. And then you're going to do some sort of weird transition to the present day or whatever. But okay. I really think this is just their excuse to be like, let's see dinosaurs in their pure form. Yeah. And apparently, I think they showed the footage to critics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And apparently, like the dinosaurs actually do have like feathers and stuff like that. Interesting. Which is kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. So we shall see. I don't know. Did you watch that thing that came out like a year ago? Where it was like Battle at Bad Rock or something like that. I don't know. I forget what it was no. called. Where it was like a little short, which was, I guess, kind of like a prequel to the new movie. Okay. And it had like uh, that guy, Harold Perrineau, or Perrineau, you know, the dude from Oz and uh, Lost. and. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't pronounce his name, but I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he he was basically like, it was like him and his family are like camping. And then all of a sudden, like, a bunch of dinosaurs, like, start, like, running through their campsite or whatever. It was, like, a little, like, five-minute short that aired on TV. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or whatever, but it was, like, supposed to be, like, you know, a prequel to Dominion. So, I don't know. Hmm. Um, It was okay, but, yeah. Anyway, so, um, there's a new show coming to Disney+. Plus. Called Behind the Attraction, and this is from the creators of the Toys That Made Us, uh-huh. and they're basically going to be going through, and each episode is going to be the story of the history of one of the rides at Disney World or Disneyland. Okay, and obviously it's coming out like two weeks before Jungle Cruise, of course. So that you know, but I mean, I think it sounds pretty cool, right? Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, what's this called again? Uh, Behind the Attraction. Okay, so that's that's a better name than, you know, the rides that make, made us, because that probably would have been a, a poor name for, for this show. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, this this seems pretty cool. I've watched the, the, the series, The Toys That Made Us. Have you? Uh, 
I haven't, even though I I know a, a couple people who are on the oh, show. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah, the Tenudos who are on uh, the Star Wars. I've episode. I've met them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Because because they're always at Vegas. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've shaken his hand. Yeah. They, they live hand. in they they live in Chicago, so you know. Okay. Anytime there's any sort of convention here or whatever, they're always there, you know? Okay. Yeah. So, that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. I, I need to check that out. I, I don't know why. It's one of those things where it's not... And I haven't seen the movies that made us either. I just, you know... I know that I'd, I'd love it. I just yeah. haven't had a chance to watch it. It's a fun yeah. show. Um, yeah. And so, it, it, like, if, so if this is going to be similar to like similar to it and it's going to have the same people behind it, then, yeah. It'll, it, it'll, I'm, I have no doubt that this will be a fun show as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'd be cool. Apparently, they're dropping all the episodes at once, which is rare for Disney Plus. That is, but okay. you know, I guess they need to get that Jungle Cruise mm-hmm. hype going on. So, yeah. All right. So over in the uh, the DC universe, there's a lot of stuff going on this week. Uh, first up, on Batwoman, mm-hmm. they're going to introduce Batwing. Yeah. Which I didn't realize that that character was on the show already, mm-hmm. but I guess if I guess if we knew, then it would be like, duh, of course they're going to do that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, like I love the you know the the pics that came out of him in his costume. Like I, I think they did a great job with the Batwing costume. Um, it looks better than the Batwoman costume, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so. And I was like, when I when I saw like that, I was like, well, dang! Like this means I'm going to have to actually like. I'm gonna have to like watch Batwoman earlier you, than I thought. You um, knew you were gonna have to sooner or later. That's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So this. I mean, that's that's good for him. Uh, I kind of knew that they were gonna go that route at, at some point because like the character was there already. Mm-hmm. And and I've as I've said on this on this pod already before, like this character Luke Fox is who should have been the you know the the Black Batman in in Future State. Instead of inter- making in, instead of introducing slash making up a long lost brother character of his to yeah. to take the mantle, it's like no, just like have him step up and take it. Like as he's already in the world. Like it, I mean, it makes too much sense. Yeah, he's like Bruce's nephew te- technically. I mean, like he's you know because Lucius Fox is you know is basically family, mm-hmm. and, and like he, they all came up under the same system. It's like come on now, but anyway. Excited for him, and he also he he wrote a Batwing story as well. Yeah. That's in comics uh, that released this week as well. So uh, it's that's a good cool. week for him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, other um, DC casting news: League of Super Pets. Mm-hmm. Their cast is coming together. We already knew that Dwayne Johnson was going to play Crypto, mm-hmm. uh, but now we have found out that Kevin Hart is going to be Ace the Bat Hound. See now, now I'm all in. Okay, I'm all in on 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 this. Like at the first, like when I first heard about it, like the rock play, I was like, "Cool, fine, do your do your thing. This this will be fun for kids, whatever." Now I'm excited to see it because the 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 pairing of the rock and Kevin Hart is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm not ex- I can't quite put my finger on why it works, but the two of them just do, and they make yeah. they they have good chemistry together. And this I think is has a mix of being actually really funny. So. Good on yeah. them. I mean, the rest of the cast, they haven't said who they're playing, but Kate McKinnon, yeah, Kate McKinnon, Vanessa Bayer, John Krasinski, Diego Luna, Natasha Leone, and Keanu Reeves. Of course. Hilarious. So, yeah. 
you know, when I first heard about this, I'm like, oh, well, I mean, of course I'll see it and I'm down with this idea. But at the same time, I, I guess I kind of felt like it was going to be like some sort of cheap thing. I don't know why, mm-hmm. since, you know, these studios turn out these kids movies and they're always like, you know, really big productions and yeah. everything. Um, but yeah, seeing the first footage from it, I mean, sort of, you know, you get to see crypto you yeah. know, jumping around a little bit and stuff. I mean, yeah, now I'm all in. I can't wait for this. So I, I'm eagerly anticipating the first rant from Kevin Hart's Ace the Bat Hound about how he's bored in the Bat Cave and how he doesn't get to like. I'm eagerly anticipating that. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. All right. So the Aquaman sequel is in pre-production, and the director James Wan revi- revealed the title. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So okay. on, on a scale of w- 1 to 10, is your hype level close to negative 5 on this one? Because we, because I know you don't like Aquaman. <laughs> I would say it's probably at about a 3. Because <laughs> I rewatched the movie again um, before or after, I guess, Justice League yep. came out. And I'm like... Still not well, feeling it? It's not as bad as I thought it was. Ah, okay. It's not tremendously good. But it's okay. not as bad as I thought it was. All right. So, yeah. What about you? Where's your your hype level on on this one? Uh, about a five. Five. Okay. About a five. Because I liked Aquaman, but I I don't know this. The, all uh, y'all know my feelings on the, the DCU EU as a whole. So we'll just I just gotta wait and see. Um, and also this kind of depict like like the the quote unquote Flash movie will it might be the breaking point. <laughs> Yeah, it could be the flashpoint. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I, you know, whatever. That's that's. Yeah, I mean, that's we have a title, and that's pretty much it. So. Yeah, it means nothing, but that's okay. All right. So moving on, Brian Fuller, creator of, uh, well, the Hannibal TV show and Pushing Daisies and all this other stuff, he is directing his first movie. Christine, a remake of the Stephen King, John Carpenter classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I mean, it's cool because Fuller, I mean, he's very much a horror, uh, you know, writer and everything yeah. like that. And he's, that's, his, that's his lane. Yeah. And he's hugely influenced by Stephen King. He's a huge Stephen King fan. And he's tried before to adapt Stephen King stuff into like truer forms, like stuff which is closer to the, to the books. Um, Carrie was, Mm -hmm. was the big one, which I think actually got produced, um, which was, I mean, obviously that's a classic movie, but he's like, yeah, but the book's better. Let's do a version, which is, you know, just the book on screen. And I don't think, I mean, I don't know if people liked it or not, but it it just didn't get the play that that people would have hoped because it was a TV movie, you know, on like Channel Seven or something like that. Yeah, from the director of Star Trek Generations, which is cool. <laughs> um, but here, you know, he's getting to do it himself, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This would be. I, I mean, I like. I mean, I like Christine. So uh, yeah. I mean, Carpenter's Christine. So I'll check this out. I still haven't seen it. It's one of my. Maybe my biggest Carpenter blind spot, you know. Okay, I've seen almost all of his movies, but 
That's like one out of like two or three that I've missed. So okay. need to check that out. I have seen him perform the theme from Christine live in concert. Really? On multiple occasions. Oh, that's cool. And that was amazing. That's so. really cool. <laughs> yes, if you ever have a chance to see John Carpenter in concert, take it. It's okay. great. Because like he's got his backup band and he's in the front there with his keyboard and like he's playing like the Halloween theme and it's like literally like three notes, you yep. know. And then the whole rest of the time he's just kind of dancing back and forth, <laughs> like pointing at people in the in the uh, audience and stuff. You know, I mean, uh, it's pretty great. You can tell that he's like wanted to be a rock star his entire life and now at age like 80 he's finally getting to do it yep (laughs) it's great yeah all right so peacock does anybody know if they have peacock Uh, i don't think they do that was going to be my question to you (laughs) i was like do you have it like do i have it do i have like do i have to like log in do i have a like like what what are the rules here i i have it um because I get it for free with my internet, mm-hmm. um, but I get like, but there's also like different tiers. Like if you want to watch like the first season of The Office, you got to pay like five bucks. But if you want to watch like the second season of The Office, you got to pay like ten bucks. I don't know what it is, but they have a new show coming out. Mm-hmm. Direct a series now. Apparently, Ted, based on the Seth MacFarlane movies. Yeah. He's getting his own show. (laughs) It seems like a perfect concept for a sitcom, right? Well, yeah. I mean, well, we've we. I mean, we've seen something like this before, right? Like they've done something similar to this before already on TV before, you know. So, you know, like when like the Muppets came back, or you know, even Alf, Alf, right? Probably the biggest example. So, uh, I could see, I could see this working. Mm Hmm. Because the movie was the both movies were incredibly successful, yeah. So, yeah, I could see this working. Did you like the movies? Did you see them? I only saw the first Ted. I didn't see Ted two. I like the first Ted a lot. Ted two is better, okay, because <laughs> it's it's not even hiding it. It is they basically just did. Um, that episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, The Measure of a Man, where they put data on trial to see whether or not he's a person. They okay. just did that. That's you know? awesome. Well, I mean, you know, he's, McFarlane's a huge Star Trek fan, though. Yeah. So that makes sense. Michael Dorn is in this one and everything. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. It's 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 great. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah. That's a great and episode, too, anyway. so It is. It is. It is. And it's got, uh, oh, what's her name? Um, from uh, she's in Mean Girls, Mamma Mia, and uh, Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried, yeah, she's in it, and she's playing um a, a character named Sam Jackson, <laughs> and they're like Sam Jackson, like Sam Jackson, and she's like, I don't know who that is. You know? <laughs> it's pretty great. Definitely check out Ted too. It's worth it. Okay. Yeah, and finally, the big news of the week: there's going to be a new Lord of the Rings movie. Okay. An, an an animated movie, uh, Lord of the Rings: The War of Rohirrim. Rohirrim. Yeah, I can't Rohirrim. pronounce that. Um, it's about the untold story behind the fortress of Helm's Deep. Okay, and it's 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 an anime from the director of uh, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. Interesting. Okay. Uh, 
Um, are you a Lord of the Rings fan? Somewhat. I mean, I enjoyed the movies. I've read the books, but I haven't seen the movies since we met, like friends and I marathoned all of the extended editions one weekend. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, years ago, at least 15 years ago. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's the last time I saw them. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen them since the theater really. Okay. And, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, the only, the, the only reason why I know about Helm's Deep is because uh, my, my co-host on, on another show, Marcelo does a, Lord of the Rings podcast called Going Helms Deep. Nice. Um, but aside from that, I don't know what any of this means, but I'm sure it's exciting. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I it's cool that it's an anime. That's 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 new. Uh, yeah, that's cool. And they're actually going to release it in theaters, which is weird. I mean, when you hear like anime, you think like, oh, that's going straight to to HBO Max. But no, they say it's actually going to be in theaters. Yeah, well, you know, that's kind of interesting. They've done that, you know, with with some over the over the in, in recent years. Uh, like I remember like the the three most recent, you know, Dragon Ball movies were released in theaters. So, yeah. and and you know, they 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 did pretty well from 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 what I can recall. So, I think more should do that. I'm surprised the 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 new Sailor Moon you know, series didn't didn't do that as well, but they easily could have. So uh, yeah. it's good that they're doing this in, in theaters as well, because I think the the Lord of the Rings draw will definitely draw people to theaters. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree, and I'm sure by then Lord of the Rings hype will be back up to its, uh, you know, turn of the century uh, levels because mm-hmm. of the new show on on Amazon Prime and all that stuff. Yep. So yeah, good for Lord of the Rings fans. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Well, that's about it for this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lance, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me at Sir Lance Laster on all of my social medias. And then you could also find me over on the United Federation of Podcasts talking about all the things that make Arrow Arrow on Always Hold On to Arrow. And you can find us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod. And you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mumbles3K. And you can also find me on filmdamagepod.com doing a show called Film Damage. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, light news week this week. I mm-hmm. hope hopefully next week there will be, uh, you know, a lot of stuff to talk about. Who knows? Who knows? You never know. But you'll I definitely get we, Bachelor updates. Yeah, you get Bachelor updates. You get Loki updates. Mm-hmm. Um I guess I guess uh, F nine is the week after this, right? But, oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, couple of couple of movies coming out this week, so we'll see. We'll see how that how that plays out. But until then, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Join the revolution. Join the Nerd Party.